Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. I'm your host, Elena Fox. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time. And that whenever and wherever you happen to be in this ever rapidly changing space-time continuum, I hope that you are able to decipher just when it is and where you are (laughs) when you hop a timeline, when you shift your time, when your space reality changes. I hope that you are able to be aware of it and you are able to have a good handle on what exactly is going on with your soul in these moments. And if you're not, I have a handy dandy guide that I just found tonight. So I'm going to go over this with you. Got to get my cheaters on here and check it out. (laughs) Okay. I found this on quantum ascension 444 on Instagram. That is the, uh, account name and forgive me for having such a, um, stuffy nose. I've had, uh, the chills and stuffy nose and a swollen tongue and a swollen sore throat. And this has been going on about 10 hours today and yet no fever. I feel feverish, but no fever and I'm not sick. And I don't even know, is this allergies? No, Prime Creator says no. It's Ascension Flu. Yeah, I get it. Muscle testing says yes. This is Ascension Flu. Um, And it's annoying. It's annoying as hell. It feels like the flu. I feel quite cold, actually. I even just had two bowls of hot soup. And I'm still just like, like freezing cold. And it's so annoying. Anyway, I wanted to tell you what Quantum Ascension... 444. Again, that's an angel number. For those of you keeping track of that, it means thousands of angels are surrounding you, according to Doreen Virtue's angel numbers book. So, yeah, here we go. Uh, Signs that you are timeline shifting. When you look in the mirror, you look slightly different. (laughs) Oh, goodness gracious. If I had a dollar for every time that happened. I don't know. I'd probably have about 50 bucks. <laughs> I wouldn't be rich, but I'd be able to buy five more pizzas. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. You look in the mirror, you look slightly different. This person says, You may notice a tiny blemish or a scar that wasn't there before or even the clearing of your skin. We often will look more radiant and our skin looks fresh and clear after shifting. Actually, you know what? Yeah, I had a little blemish on my lip. Yeah, it's still there, but it's um, healing now. So I don't know. Uh, I'm going to tell you guys what I have noticed when I look in the mirror and what's going on is 
One day I looked in the mirror and I had a pockmark above my eyebrow. Not like a chicken pox pockmark, but like a scoop mark. Like I had been abducted in the middle of the night and they scooped out a part of my forehead like a little mini tiny melon baller. (laughs) Suddenly I've got a little scoop mark. And um, just for shits and giggles, I actually started looking up recent pictures of my twin flame. And this was back when this happened about a year and a half ago. And sure as shit, he had the same fucking mark on his skin suddenly in a brand new picture of him. So I, I feel like we've been abducted together many times. And that's a whole nother thing beyond the timeline shifting thing. But yeah, I looked in the mirror one day, did not have that. The next day woke up in the morning, had that. And I'm like, what the frick just happened? Um, another thing is about, oh, I don't know, nine or 10 months ago, maybe in a year ago now, I looked in the mirror one day and all of a sudden I had a nasty scar across my upper lip, like above my lip on down through the lip. Like I was sliced by only God knows what it didn't hurt. It wasn't an open wound. It was a healed wound as if I had had it for 20 years and it is still there. And I don't know what the hell happened (laughs) to the Elena on this timeline, but I'm in her body. It's really, really freaky. Uh, another thing, and this happens when you're about to meet your twin flame, your eyes will shift color to look a lot more like their colored eyes. And my eyes used to always be green. Sometimes they would look a little bit bluish. Sometimes they would be greenish blue. And sometimes they would have a little bit more of a, an amber uh, kind of color in the center and green on the outside. My eyes are very changeable and they've always been like either dark emerald green, like the dark emerald green rings around the outside edge of my eye. And sometimes my eyes looked very, very blue. Never once have they looked gray, like a black and white TV show gray. And suddenly for the last year and a half, my eyes are freaking gray. And of course, at first I thought, oh shit, I shouldn't have gone outside without sunglasses. I live in Ecuador. My bad. I just ruined my eyes, my eye color. (laughs) My eyesight started to go a little bit too. Now I realize maybe I hopped into a body that had gray eyes and, um, worse eyesight, which is super annoying (laughs) because my eyesight was so freaking good on the other timelines. But I think that on this timeline, I'm closer to meeting my twin flame. So, Hey, if that's the case, I'd rather be here. Uh, knock on wood, that's the case. And there's another thing that happened on my chin. I had like a, a, a little like um, indentation, almost like a little tiny chin dimple. <laughs> a cute little dimple that I did not have before. And I uh, saw a picture of my twin flame and he has the same. And I'm like, okay. I do know that our faces do change as we approach the time in which we are going to meet our twin flames. Uh, Usually it's six months or less before we meet them, according to um, the research done by Infinity, who has the Magnetize Yourself uh, website 
I'm um, not website, but podcast, which she calls it a podcast. It's just a YouTube channel show. Maybe it's a podcast somewhere else and she replays it for YouTube. I'm not quite sure, but she's also magnetized yourself. Just one word, no underscores, no dots, just magnetize yourself. Um, and she's on, uh, uh, Instagram as well. So she said that, and I'm like, damn, that's bizarre. You know? So I don't know if it's a timeline shifting thing necessarily, or maybe it is, but also you shift your timeline in which you and your twin flame look a lot more like each other. So this is like two, two, two things in one. (laughs) Um, yeah, this one was very strange. I just, so I had to mention the twin flame thing in the event you are on the twin flame journey. Uh, if you're not sure if you're on the twin flame journey or not, you're probably not on it. If you haven't been aware of your twin flame in the middle of the night, hugging you, holding you, putting their feet on your feet or their leg wrapped around you, even though you're sleeping alone. I mean, if you haven't felt anything at all, you haven't felt someone hug you or whisper your name or, um, taste their food or hear their voice or, you know, have a longing for somebody that you know is here, but you can't find them. If you don't have those kinds of feelings, you're probably not on the twin flame journey. You know, I feel like at this late date, you should have had some kind of warning sign that you're on it. And if you're not having anything at all and you're perfectly content, you're with a soulmate, you're probably okay. You're probably not going to have your, you know, hair change and your face change and your body change. I did see, I I've gained weight a little bit around my middle. My tummy got a little, um, (laughs) I have a little bit of a tummy. I had a pandemic tummy and I managed to get rid of a lot of it. And now I've got it like a tummy again. And I saw a picture of my twin flame from today. And lo and behold, man, we need to work this tummy off together. I think because there's no way I'm going to be able to do it without him. I feel like we are looking like each other. Now, maybe it's my fault. Maybe it's his fault. Maybe it's neither one of our faults. It's just, you know, aging. This shit happens. (laughs) But I'm like, damn it. Why? (laughs) With the pandemic thing. Why? Anyway, uh, so that's the first sign of timeline shifting. So if you're definitely not on the twin flame journey and all of a sudden you're getting weird scars or things look different. Also, when they say it's not just a blemish or a scar and it's not just that suddenly you have more radiant skin. Sometimes you will wake up and your hair will be a different color. If your hair was going gray or white and suddenly it's back to your normal color. It's like, Whoa, my car, my, my car, my color of my hair has always been, um, like a strawberry blonde to copper red, depending on if it's, you know, winter time or, um, in the summer it was more strawberry blonde and then my hair went white and I thought maybe I better start eating more vegetables or I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's magnesium. I need copper. I don't know what I started taking a mineral supplement. And next thing I know my hair started coming in a little bit different color. And all of a sudden woke up one day and my hair, instead of its normal original color, it was rose gold. (laughs) I don't know if you remember that big, um, to do with rose gold, all of a sudden everyone had to have rose gold on, you know, their phones. There's a lot of rose gold apps where you can have, um, the background on your phone is rose gold. I had it on my phone forever. And, and I'm like, that is insane that my hair literally turned rose gold. 
never been that way in my whole life. And suddenly it's a totally different color. And I feel like it's a timeline hopping thing. So, um, sometimes you'll wake up and your face is a lot thinner and your body's a lot thinner. Sometimes you wake up and your face is really puffy or you are a lot bigger weight wise. Um, sometimes I wake up and I feel like I'm two inches taller, which is weird. I haven't measured myself. I don't know if it actually happened, but I'm like, good for you. At least you're taller now. (laughs) I doubt I will be taller than five foot nothing in stocking feet. Um, you know, when I meet my twin, but it would be pretty cool if I was five foot two, at least five foot two eyes of gray and eh, it doesn't have no, it doesn't have any kind of ring to it anyway. Um, so yeah, misplacing something that you are certain you left in a specific spot or finding things you lost. Yeah, this is definitely a sign of timeline shifting. Now, if you are, um, like me and you, and you, are kind of a mad professor. Like I'm always misplacing stuff, but then I started realizing, I don't think I'm actually misplacing something. I feel like I'm hopping timelines all the time. You know, I'll shift my vibration. I'll do like a meditation. I'll talk to God. I'll shift and clear some things. Like I've been working with my core fear matrix team, removal team. And I just talked to a friend of mine and I sent him a picture I'm not, I'm actually as a post of, um, a haunted hotel or motel that is related to clowns and it's next to a cemetery and is one of the most haunted places outside of Las Vegas, Nevada. And it's really creepy. And normally something like that would have freaked me out all day long. And I just thought, Oh, this is really fascinating. I want to go there. And completely forgot that I used to have an absolute um, horrific fear of clowns. And now that's the fear is completely gone. Like, I just don't care anymore. It's just like, eh, no big deal. Which is, which is weird for me because my whole life it's been really like, I see a clown and I just, I tense up, I freak out. You know, I mean, sometimes I've even screamed when I saw a clown out of nowhere. Ah, you know, and now I'm like, eh, it's not that big of a deal. You know, send it to my friend and he's like, to Ray, and he's like, no, uh, yeah, I don't like clowns. <laughs> I think I sent it to a couple, pl- I sent it to my friend Melanie, Melanie too, and she's like, ooh, I do not like clowns. No, 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 right? And I'm like, that's funny, because that's how I used to react to this kind of a thing. Even my, my son would, as a joke, sometimes make my screensaver a clown to see if I would scream because he thought it was hilarious or if they could find a picture of a clown or find a clown or, you know, my kids are always trying to jump out at me, you know, as whatever. I never bought them a clown mask, but if they had a friend that had a clown mask, boy, they were jumping out at me with a clown mask, like anything to freak mom out. It was the funniest game ever, which I know they got from me because I used to do the same thing to my grandma. So, you know, I, my mom was never scared of anything, but my grandma was always like, Oh, you know, <laughs> but, um, yeah. So now today I'm just like, eh. And, and I feel like sometimes your attitudes about things may change. Also when you top hop a timeline, it doesn't say that on this list, but I think that that might be like a potential of it. So, uh, yeah, uh, 
Misplacing something you find when you left in a specific spot or finding things you lost. Well, is that what happened with the maple syrup god? Yeah, all right. I told you guys about the maple syrup story when I had guests over. I never had people over um, that I'd never met before. And I was nervous because they were like kind of, I just had a stupid you know, idea about them thought that they were, you know, like uh, they were making a lot of money and I thought they were upper crest people and, you know, they deserve the best. They expect the best, you know, which is stupid. They're no better than me. In fact, they ended up being worse than, than my husband and I, they, they stole some baby stuff because they didn't feel like ordering it for a, from a catalog. These people made $10,000 plus a month and did not feel like ordering a $60 thing that we could ill afford that we had for our baby. And I found out later that they had stolen it from us, which was very, very annoying, you know, just one of the most annoying things ever. And they, um, had stolen a couple things from my husband before and said they would, you know, Oh, well, yeah, I borrowed that and I'll just replace it. And anyway, they just ended up being kind of like low life type of people. And it was a whole weird thing. But, um, at the time I was like, Ooh, these people are so la di da, you know? And I felt like, well, uh, all right. So I was going to make them blueberry pancakes and I put the blueberries, fresh blueberries, um, in the pancakes and did everything. And I went to look for maple syrup and there was none. And I knew I spent like 20 or 30 bucks on a big, huge Vermont imported maple syrup, excellent kind of thing. And it wasn't even there. And I shut the cabinet. I got really mad. And I said, God, I know it was there. I know I bought it. It was really expensive. I really, really need that to be there now so that I could serve my guests, the maple syrup, right? And I imagined it there and I willed it there. I willed it, opened up the cabinet and it was right there where a couple minutes before there was nothing. It was just a empty section of the cupboard. (laughs) So I don't know if that was, I instantly manifested it or did I hop a timeline, but that's the kind of thing where you're willing something. I think you could hop a timeline with your sheer will. Let's hop onto the timeline where I still have the fucking maple syrup. Okay. (laughs) You know, (laughs) and and by the way, I I was talking, which I, I don't talk to her anymore, but the archangel of time, and tesseracts. That's what her, she's an archangel of. And she told me that while she's in meditation, she found out that you can hop a timeline while in the bathroom, which is very strange, but, um, it's a place outside of space and time, even though it looks like a very normal space. It is a place where nobody can see you, your relatives or whatever. And when you're in there, if you have a very high vibrational thought and think about when you're in the shower, you're, uh, you're bathing yourself and you're cleansing your aura and you're letting everything go back down the drain. Of course, you're going to hop to a new timeline. When you come out, you always feel like a new person. Things feel shiny and new and different and colors look brighter. And that's a sign that you actually hopped a timeline from, um, you know, raising your own vibration in the shower and we've, we hop timelines all the time, day and night, left and right. It's always constant and we're not usually aware of it, but now 
that we are becoming more aware of our multidimensional um, beings. You know, we're we are multidimensional, and we're more aware of our spiritual natures, and that things are not as strong and solid and safe as we <laughs> once believed them to be. Uh, it feels like this is um, basically. Uh, you know, our new reality is that we're going, shit, I think I just have to timeline. That's weird. But, uh, I have noticed that like I was on a timeline in which I had bought a brand new, um, package of 20 little match boxes. And I use the matches for various things such as lighting candles, lighting the stove because I have a propane stove and, uh, lighting my, uh, you know, my weed, <laughs> you know, just in case I bought it just in case my, uh, lighter runs out of fuel. And also when the cat, you know, uses her litter box sometimes and doesn't quite cover it up. And now the whole house smells, I mean, matches nature's incense or incense for poor people. <laughs> so, you know, you light a match every now and again. And that also kind of fires up the air literally with fire and it cleanses the energy and the smoke. It's like a quick sort of, um, energy shift. Well, I had these matches and I couldn't find them anywhere. I'm like, what the hell? I looked where they normally were. Nope. And I looked where they might've been. Nope. And I looked where they might've been, you know, as a third potential. Nope. Started looking around. They just didn't exist. They weren't here. Closed my eyes, went in the bathroom and I said, okay, God, I really need those damn matches. And I said out loud, whoever took my matches, please return them in case one of the fairy folks stole them because they know that when I light a match if the cat sees me, she gets a little nervous. She doesn't like fire and I don't blame her, you know? So I try to do that when she's not in the room and not around, but I live in a apartment that's literally two tiny rooms and a bathroom and there's no, um, door except the in and out door, you know, the main sliding glass door. That's all I have in and out of here. So I have, um, so sometimes she sees the fire and she gets nervous. So I think these little creatures might've taken, you know, the borrowers might've hid or put a cloaking, you know, something over. So I don't see it. And I'm like, that's weird. But I looked and looked and I felt around with my hands. Cause sometimes if something is cloaked, you can still feel it. And nope, nope, nope. And then when you feel it, then they take the cloak off real quick. And then you could see it. It's like, there you go. And nothing, it was just gone. And so I just went in the bathroom, hopped a timeline, came back. There's the matches. And I've done the same thing. Well, the lighter, I think that was cloaked. And then, you know, because I do work with a lot of fae, fae folk, the little wee ones. They are around me all the time, the fairies. And I love them very much. But, um, yeah, I have noticed where there's a, an object there and then an object not there. It's been weird, you know, um. So for me, I don't know if it's timeline shift or if it's working with the djinn or the fairy. I work with the unseen invisible forces all the time. Anyway, the next one is people ghosting you are coming back into your life after a long time of absence. Well, that could also be Mercury retrograde, but it might be a sign of timeline shifting as well. So maybe you hop to a timeline in which you are more in touch with that person. And you came from a timeline in which you were not very much in touch with them. Or maybe you hopped to a timeline in which you're not in touch with them, but you're used to hearing from them all the time. 
And that might be another sign that you're shifting, you know? So if in the nature of your, your relationships change a little bit, that could be why. And also if someone reminds you of something you've done or said, and you have no idea what that was, it's like, eh, maybe your other you <laughs> that used to be on this timeline before your, this part of your soul hopped in to this body and bumped it. I don't know, absorbed it or bumped it to a new timeline. I don't even know. I don't know how it works totally guys, but I have a feeling that it's quite possible. You don't remember arguments. You know, I had my, my kids swear up and down that I used to feed them, um, uh, like hungry man dinners every night, like, uh, TV dinners every night, every night, every night, every night. And then I rarely ever, ever cooked when they were really little. And I'm like, uh, whoa, I only gave these to you one time one time to let you guys know that this is how my parents did for me. Like as a regular, like every Friday we had TV dinners. My mom did cook for me, but sometimes during the week we would have TV dinners twice sometimes. And they were cooked in aluminum foil, (laughs) like aluminum packaging. I mean, not at all very healthy, tasty, but not very healthy. And my kids felt sorry for me. They're like, wow, we're glad that you cook for us all the time. I'm like, yeah, just wanted you to know, like my childhood and yours were two very different experiences. And I just want you to know how much I love you because I do cook for you all the time. And it's weird for them to accuse me one day. Both of them were accusing me. Oh, yeah, I used to cook only TV dinners for us, remember, for years. And I'm like, nope, I can't afford them. Because when they were first out, they were very cheap. And that's why people ate them more often. And then once you get used to, you know, a whole generation gets used to it. And then they raise the price so that after that, you know, everybody wants them, but they can't afford them or, you know, they spend the extra money, you know, and that anyway, that's, that was something that was very, uh, a very weird example of how, you know, things like your, you have arguments with your family members, they swear to God, something happened the way they insist they remember it. And it's it's a a personal Mandela effect or a familial Mandela effect, you know, where your family remembers it one way, you remember it a totally different way because you've hopped, you came from a different timeline, you know, and they just, they didn't, (laughs) or they came from a different timeline where it was a lower energy timeline and they hopped up to your timeline finally, and they don't have the same memory as you. It's freaking weird. And I've had this experience many times with my friends. You know, do you remember such and such? No, that I would remember. Well, that's not how I remember it. And then you have an argument over it. It's like, whoa. And the weirdest one I, and I have mentioned on the show before was there was a guy who said he went over to his friend's house one day after he was pretty certain he hopped a timeline and he saw his family, um, portraits of his, his, of this guy's family. And he knew this guy his whole life. And he had a a little brother and he, his friend said, I have to take a shower, man. I'm really behind. Just stay here in the living room and I'll wait, you know, just wait for me and I'll be out in 30 minutes. So he's walking around and he was looking inside, you know, or in the pictures on the wall. And instead of a brother, he had a sister and he came out. He's like, where's the picture of your brother? He's like, you know, I don't have a brother. What are you talking about? I've only ever had a sister. You're best friends with her. You ought to know. And he's like, I don't know your sister. 
and he introduced her with her name and everything. He's like, your name doesn't ring a bell. I don't even know you. And it really freaked everybody out involved in this case. They were just like this, this is some freaking wild stuff. You know, like how the hell, (laughs) like this is a very wild, way different timeline. But, uh, okay. So the next one, um, so, you know, your relationships can change. So the next one, feeling differently and not being able to put a finger on how or what's different. Yeah. You just suddenly you feel like you are a stranger to the place you just walked into, or you feel like you're you, but the place you walked into is like, you've never been here before. And you're looking around like, Everything here looks identical to what it was when I was here on the other timeline, but things are so weirdly different and I don't know why. And sometimes you will look around and you're just like, I think colors are brighter. Maybe, you know, like my coffee cup might've been, you know, an uglier blue. Now it's a little prettier or maybe now it's a little duller, you know, or maybe, uh, my orange pan is brighter orange or deeper orange or kind of faded where it was never faded before. You know, you just like, there's something you're like, I, there's something and I don't know. Like you might hop to a timeline and you have a brand new thing of oil, cooking oil that you just bought, you know, like a week ago and there's hardly any oil out of it. And all of a sudden there's a bunch of oil missing and you're like, I know I didn't eat that, you know, or, you know, oh shit, you make a note in your mind. I have to buy oil. And then, um, you go to the store and you buy oil and you come home and you still have half a thing of oil left. Like, I feel like I'm crazy. My grandma used to do this when I was a kid. So I feel like she was somehow, um, aware of what, you know, of hopping timelines without knowing, oh shit, I just hopped a timeline without knowing that there's some kind of quantum mechanics involved here. There's some kind of quantum physics shit going on in my life. I remember my grandma would be like, oh, well, I'm out of soda. I've got to get my, my tab. (laughs) I got to go get my tab. So we, we better go shopping. You know, I think I'm almost out of cheese puffs and grandpa needs ice cream. And it's like, oh my God, you know, it's like the thing that made her prompt her to go to the store was never like, we need more vegetables. You know, sometimes it was, but usually it was like, oh, I need my cheese puffs, you know? And I remember that I'm like, oh, grandma, but okay. So we would go to the store and we would come home and she's like, oh, I'll be damned. And I'm like, what? You know? And she'd be like, well, there's three tabs sitting here in the fridge. I don't even have room in the fridge for them all now. And she was like, what happened? And she would be like, Eddie, you know, she called my grandpa, Eddie, you know, did you buy some tab? And he's like, Oh, I don't drink that. No, of course not. You know, and my grandma would be like, well, I know it wasn't here when I got here, when I left from here to dad, went to the store cause I was out of tab you know, or Fanta. I think it was Fanta was the other one. I don't know. She had a couple of different sodas that were diet sodas that she always had to keep trim. You know, she had to look good for my grandpa. She always said, and my grandma, even late into her late, late life, she was always wearing 
gold jewelry, dyeing your hair blonde and, you know, low cut shirts down to here and sexy. My grandma was one of those sexy grandmas <laughs> and she always kept trim and she was always, always like on a bowling team and she'd go, go to the mall just to walk around a few times just to make sure she's going to stay fit and trim, right? So she was always like aware of like, you know, if her diet soda was you know gone, oh gosh, it's time. It's time now. And I've rinsed all the cans out. So let's go to the store, make, you know, we made room for more. And then she'd laugh about it. And we go to the store and come back and there's still some in the fridge. Like how the hell did that happen? And, and my grandpa wasn't, and no one else was there. No one was in there and out, in and out of there. You know, I lived with my grandparents for a while. So it was just the three of us. And I was just like in kindergarten, right? You know, and you know, up through, um, no, I guess kindergarten, because when I was in first grade, I, I lived back with my parents, you know, when they were going through the divorce, it was just, you know, I had to be with my grandparents for a while, which I loved because my grandparents were freaking awesome people. But yeah, that was definitely uh, something that happened. Um, so the next thing, yeah, just feeling differently, not knowing, you can't really put a finger like, I just feel strange. Suddenly I feel strange and I feel like I don't belong here. I feel like I walked into someone else's house, even though I recognize everything here just things just aren't normal and I don't know why anyway the next thing is birds are louder than usual and animals seem to gravitate towards you <laughs> that is a really weird point because yes 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 um I have noticed this for me uh, birds are louder like I've had moments where I, I walked in you know walk out of the bathroom into my room and things look a little different feel different and all of a sudden the only thing I can hear is birds so loud. And it's like, how come I didn't hear birds earlier? There's birds out there all the time, even in the nighttime. So suddenly all I can hear are birds. So that is true for me as well. Um, also, um, and animals gravitate towards you. Yeah. I've had where just dogs and cats have to walk with me while I'm walking down the street. Absolutely. But I've always kind of had that. So I don't know for me if that's the, a, a shift in timelines necessarily. Um, and the last one is people behaving differently and changing their minds seemingly overnight. Yeah. So if somebody like decided for sure, we're going to do this thing. And now they're, they're like, I never said I was going to do that thing. What are you talking about? You know, like what? We never talked about that. You know, and, and it sounds like they're gaslighting you. You must be a narcissist. You must be gas. No, mm-mm. nope. <laughs> anyway, so those are signs that you might be timeline shifting. I just thought that was um, really strange, really telling. Another thing I notice is when I am shifting timelines, sometimes I notice that there's a solemnness, like absolutely no sound at all. Like this place gets quiet as a fucking tomb, no traffic on the road, no birds. And like, even right now my cat is scratching herself. I'm like, I'm, like, I'm almost there now. We're like, where it's very quiet, but sometimes there's like a pallor, like suddenly there's a, like, a, like a, a pallor. I, I don't know. P A L L O R. Um, it's just like suddenly, there's like a, a solemnness. Like I've walked into a funeral home and no one's saying a word and everyone's quiet as a mouse, like nothing. No one, you can't hear a fucking anything. Like if someone drops a pin, it would sound like super loud because there's nothing. 
even the roar of the ocean that I can usually hear all times of day and night. Normally, um, all of a sudden I can't even hear the ocean. I notice that there's like no sound. And in those moments I know, Oh shit, I'm hopping a timeline now. I hope I'm hopping the timeline where, you know, everything in my life works out better and faster. You <laughs> know, please <laughs> I always say, oh, well, hopefully my money will come faster now. You know, thank God. Thank you God for putting me on a better timeline where I'm going to be with my twin flame. You know, um, it's very weird. And sometimes you might be sick and hop to a timeline and suddenly you're better a hundred percent. Like, Oh damn, I feel better. Well, it always makes me wonder, did I die on the other timeline? <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Boop. Pop up to the new one. Now I'm better. All right. You know, I always wonder about that. But anyway, those are just some of the things to look out for and, and signs that maybe you're, you know, maybe you're not really um, on the same timeline you were a few minutes ago or yesterday was a different timeline than today from what you remember. You know, it is what it is. It's very, very weird. Um, so yeah, I, I had another weird thing that happened to me today that I'm going to share with you guys. It's almost like a ghost story. (laughs) Okay. It is a ghost story and it's a very weird one. So I can't wait to tell that. So, uh, here goes. And before I get into the story, I wanted to let you guys know right before I started this 37 minutes ago, um, I took a thousand milligrams of vitamin C and already my allergies are going. So, um, vitamin C is an anti allergen. It's like a natural antihistamine and stops the histamines, which, um, are what create all the mucus and whatever. And the other thing is uh, from a couple days ago, if you did forget to mention, um, my eyes were really weird for two days. Like, I had, um, like mucus in my eyes and I couldn't see it looked like my whole house was smoky. Like, and I've been actually, uh, smudging my house with Palo Santo, the wood. I found out that for 99 cents, I could get 10 huge pieces of it. When I was in Colombia, I got one piece for $6 and in the States you get three medium size or small pieces for $15. So it's like kind of expensive in other places, but here in Ecuador, it's like night. It's like, it's sold with the barbecue stuff. You know, you want a special flavor for your chicken. Oh, okay. Yeah. It grows everywhere. So just have it. It's like 99 cents, but, um, you know, and I, I'm never going to barbecue with it because it's a, it's kind of a dwindling resource, but, um, because so many people want it. But I did do it to sage my house because I've been having problems with spirits, energy, demons, whatever. And I had to rebuild up my fortress of energy anyway. Um, so it looked like I had been smudging my house for like two hours and it was like, it looked like it was that smoky, but it was just my eyes. I hadn't smudged all day that day. And for like two days ago on Monday and on Sunday, and my eyes are still a little bit weird. Like I'm waking up with all kinds of weird stuff in my eye, like, like the sleep in your eye. Like this didn't happen to me before for like years. Like sometimes I might have a little something in my eye, but that's it when I wake up and all of a sudden, I mean, my eyes look like they were coated in something, (laughs) some kind of goo and, um, it's gross, but I think that that is an Ascension symptom 
because, um, someone had said something about the mucus thing and I'm like, Oh my God, <clears throat> I had lungs and throat and sinus and also my eyes and also my ears were really like, um, almost like wet inside my ears. Like it was weird. Like, I don't know. It's gross. <laughs> anyway. So I just wanted you to know that there are some weird other Ascension symptoms that have been happening. And if they're happening to you, um, it's probably that just so you know. All right. So as I have told you guys before, I have, um, a couple girlfriends that I've been talking to quite often, um, in the past several weeks, especially, and they were friends before, um, they knew me. So for years before they met me, they were friends and, um, one of them, uh, worked on a TV show and I knew the host of the show and that's how I met her. And, um, in fact, he wanted me to be the co-host of the show and never told her. And then one day she had a dream about it where he told her, you know, I wanted Elena to be the co-host, the co-host of the show. And she called me. She's like, you know, he always wanted you to be the co-host of the show. He just told me in a dream last night. I'm like, that's really weird because he did ask me to be the co-host. I already knew about that. I thought you knew about that. She's like, I didn't know about that. Weird, right? Anyway, she said, well, one of my friends is a paranormal investigator and I want you to know her. So, um, they, she got her and I in touch and we are like soul sisters, like completely, you know, and I've mentioned this several times in the past couple of weeks, we've been talking almost every day, like phone calls every day. And she's like, um, like the same as me, you know, she, she works with spirits and I've had her on the show before where she, uh, I think it was called the ghost waiting room or the spirits waiting room, I think was the name of the episode. And, um, and we talked about how she <laughs> literally had to, she had to put up a sign saying, this is where you all wait because she started processing people from the Holocaust that had not left the fourth dimension. And they just suddenly, I guess, realized there's someone who could help us cross over to heaven. So, so she started, you know, processing the people from the Holocaust and from a couple of the wars recently. So she's, uh, always very aware of ghosts. Well, today for whatever bizarre reason, she was not aware that there was a ghost next to her trying to get her attention. So when she called my friend in Connecticut and I got them back together, they had a, because someone had cast a spell over all of us, like did dark magic against us and they weren't talking. And then I realized what happened and now we're all back and everything's fine, but (laughs) everything's all cleared up. But, um, which is like weird, this kind of shit doesn't normally happen to us. But anyway, they were talking and the ghost went into the phone and said to my friend in Connecticut, you're going to die and go to hell go to hell already. You're going to die and your, your soul's going to go to hell. And he said it in a very nasty, mean, mean voice. And it upset her so much that she told my friend about it. And she said, I'm going to tell Elena about it. And my friend said, I'm going to tell Elena about it too. That's really scary. She will know what to do. She will figure it out. So my Canadian friend says, you need to talk to her because this thing happened. It's scary. 
she's going to tell you what happened. But I wanted to let you know, heads up, she's going to ask you about this thing. It, something really horrible happened. We don't know what it was, right? Because I didn't, she said, I didn't hear it. I wasn't even aware of it. But my other friend was, so, so, so my other friend um, sends me a message going, this is really scary. This is what happened, what I just told you guys. And so I'm like, that is really scary. I don't know what it was. It could be a demon. It could be a ghost. It could be anything, you know, but it's probably just trying to scare you. I, I wouldn't give it any heed. If it sent you energy, send it, the energy back to it. And that's all I said. And I would say about an hour later, <laughs> I was uh, heating some soup up on the stove and I was watching Seinfeld on Netflix, waiting for my soup. And I paused my show walked over to the stove and the cat's asleep. So no one's anywhere near my laptop. When I had my back turned to the laptop, oh my God, this is just the, it's going to give you the willies, gave me the willies. All of a sudden I felt the hair on the back of my neck raise up. Like there's somebody in the room. And all of a sudden Seinfeld started playing again. Oh, I spun around really fast and I went, Hey, turn that off. And all of a sudden it stopped. Holy shit. And then I realized, oh shit, this is a ghost. I said real fast, God, is this a demon? Muscle testing said, no. I'm like, is this a ghost? Muscle testing said, yes. And I went, oh, wait a minute. You've been dead for a while. If you're able to manipulate matter in the material world from the fourth dimension, good for you. That's actually kind of a neat trick. Most freshly dead spirits can't do that. So did you want to go to heaven or what? And in fact, I said, if you can do it, do it again. And he did it again. (laughs) So creepy. Turns on Seinfeld again for like a couple seconds. I said, turn it off so we can have a conversation. And he turned it off again. Holy shit. Three times manipulated my computer. <laughs> oh God. It just sent the willies up my spine. I was like, Oh God. So creepy. So, um, yeah, uh, that happened <laughs> and he stood up guys. This guy was so fucking tall. Like I would say six foot four. <laughs> he was a big, big man. <laughs> and he said, I died in Canada in the 1800s. I was a fur trader and I haven't, I missed my opportunity somehow. I don't know how, I don't know what happened. I'd so long ago, over 200 years ago, he's like, I don't know what happened, but I know I've been dead for a long time. I was trying to get your friend to send me to the other side and she didn't even notice that I was there. So I had to get your other friend's attention because she's psychic and she could hear me. And he said, the only thing I could do was to threaten her because she would be scared enough to remember it, register it and mention it to two people. Cause he's like, if I had said hi, nobody would have, they would have blown it off and gone about their merry way. But I need to get the hell out of here. I'm stuck. He was stuck in the fourth dimension. I'm like, oh my God, I will get you to heaven. I'm so sorry. That really sucks that that happened because he's not, he wasn't able to move on. 
So I uh, opened a portal and I sent him through and I closed the portal, sealed it off. Everything's fine. Archangel Michael helped me. But uh, it got fucking cold, cold in my apartment. I'm, I'm like cold now. It got so fucking cold because of the spirit being in here. And my soup, which was hot when he turned off this, turned on and turned off the Seinfeld, all of a sudden my soup was cold. I had to reheat it. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> but I sent him to heaven and he's not here now. But that was my weird ghost story. I had to tell you guys. Oh my God. This is the life of a shaman. This is the life of the archangel of death. This is what happens to me. You know, um, welcome to my world. This shit happens to me all the time and it doesn't really ever get easy and whatever. Like sometimes it sends me through the ah, willies because it's uh, the energy, the shift in the energy, the ice cold, like suddenly I'm in what seems like an air conditioned apartment in a hot day. You know, it's very cold inside. That's what it felt like. And I'm like, I'm in South America. It's always a very even temperature here. It's never this fucking cold. Suddenly it is this fucking cold. You know, it, it's, um, 69 degrees outside. And I would have to say it's 60 three in here. I think it lowered the temperature like by six degrees. You know, and if anything, it should be warmer in here. Cause I just boiled soup on the stove, you know, and I've got electronics running. I've got the refrigerator. I've got the laptop. I got my, you know, my, uh, a tablet, you know, it, it, by all means, it should be a lot warmer inside than outside. And that's weird. And I've had in the past few days where I turn on the ice cold water and it comes out even at night, warmer, weirdly scary. It's scary to me that it's coming out warmer out of the faucet than the air around it. And normally it's ice cold. It's colder than the air usually. So I don't know what that's about. (laughs) Maybe I have demons in my water and ghosts in my, in my house. I don't know. I'm kidding and cancel that thought. I don't have any demons. Fuck that. (laughs) I don't want my, my lame ass brothers and sisters hanging around here. (laughs) Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're siblings, but I don't like that kind of rivalry. (laughs) I don't want them around, you know, not they're just negative energy. (laughs) <laughs> talk about a bad family reunion <laughs> oh shit anyway I mean my fallen archangel brothers and sisters I'll have them over for dinner any day you know except for the you know the one I had problems with uh, archangel of time she's uh, she's got her issues but <laughs> but all my other brothers and sisters they they call me and they write me every now and again and you know just to see how I'm doing and that's pretty cool I've had a couple of them recently say something like, I'm watching out for you, man. I'm sending you protection energy. And I'm like, ah, so sweet. Things have stepped up. I really believe that something is going down and just wait you guys until I tell you the next thing I have to tell you. (laughs) Ooh, it's something else, boy. Um, yeah, so here we go. We're going to go to spaceweather.com because this is where this information just happens to be. All right. So spaceweather.com is where we go for news and information about the sun earth environment and find out what's up in space. So check this out. (laughs) 
There has been a possible interplanetary shock wave that was not at all in the forecast. It struck Earth <laughs> today at 4.13 Ecuadorian time or 23.13 UTC time. Magnetometers in Boulder, Colorado registered a sudden impulse of 30 nanoteslas. What the hell that means? I don't know. Only heard about it for the first time today. <laughs> Maybe I hopped a timeline where this is something normal, but never heard of it until right now. <laughs> I've been reading this website for four freaking years. Nanoteslas. What? Anyway, um, so registered a sudden impulse of 30 nanoteslas. This may be a previously unrecognized coronal mass ejection embedded in the solar wind. And it's like, wait a minute. When I go down and says, we're going to get solar wind on the 17th and 18th. Uh, does that mean we have a solar wind right now happening and they're not mentioning it? <laughs> Think about that. Does make sense though, doesn't it? Things have been very eerie for two days. <laughs> Today and yesterday, I have a feeling that, yeah. So we were hit by an interplanetary shock wave, a CME, and uh, yeah, a little bit of solar wind. Minor G1 class geomagnetic storms are possible in the hours ahead as Earth's magnetic field reverberates from this impact we just had. Um, whoa. <laughs> this is like a Joey. Whoa. <laughs> uh, if you're old enough, you understand what the hell I mean. Otherwise, let's just move on and forget it. Um, Blossom. That's your hint. Blossom. <laughs> it's an old TV show. Joey used to say, whoa. <laughs> anyway, um, all right, so yeah, the current solar wind speed is 318.1 kilometers per second. So even if it is hitting us, it's not hitting us very hard. But then, boom, this interplanetary shockwave with coronal mass ejection. And they're like, what the hell just happened? If you're in the upper atmosphere, upper atmosphere, excuse me. If you're in the upper hemisphere, <laughs> not atmosphere, you're not an astronaut. If you are an astronaut, hey. <laughs> but yeah, I... He, this was fucking weird. <laughs> it was around four o'clock in the afternoon. I felt really weird about that time. I don't know. I don't know. It's just weird. Uh, <laughs> I mean, what if we just woke up tomorrow? We don't have bodies anymore. We're just like light beings. We're in the fifth dimension and we're all blissed out. Like, oh, <laughs> I mean, maybe that's why I didn't react to the clown video. <laughs> maybe. <clears throat> you know, but I asked my fear matrix, um, my core fear matrix removal team, how much of, um, you know, of my core fear was removed. And they said, I, I have 98% of my core fear matrix completely removed. And that's why I don't feel fear of anything anymore. Wasn't afraid of the ghost, but I was kind of like, Ooh, give me the willies. <laughs> you know, when something makes your neck, your neck fur stand up, it's a little, it's a little obvious, right? Not that I have a furry neck, but you know what I mean? All right. So one, two, three, four, five sunspots facing us right now. We're on sunspot number 57 old sunspot, uh, 
I mean, it's just what we read yesterday about the the renaming of the of the sunspot. It's an old thing that they do. There's a few things that are old on here that from yesterday. So cosmic radiation coming from Ulu, um, Finland, University of Ulu's Sanankaila Geophysical Observatory, show the cosmic rays that are reaching Earth, and they're slowly declining. But this is what's going on. Um, we're at an elevated range. We're still. Um, you know, not at a high level, but elevated. And it's gone up by 0.5% in the past 48 hours. We're now at 5.1% of the space age average of neutrons. So we are getting uh, radiation coming from outer space coming our way as well. And we do have the solar wind coming and it'll be here on the weekend. And according to NASA's all sky cameras and the all sky fireball network, There were 26 fireballs over the United States today. 24 were sporadic. Two were September Epsilon Perseids. 26 is a magical number. It's, um, I think father is Aben. Like, I think that one means 40. I mean, 40 is means father and 26 is something. Maybe it means the sun. It's something very, you know, Christ related and God related. I don't know. Anyway, 26 is a magical number. Just just put it that way. Uh, according to the Schumann Resonance News coming from DisclosureNews.it, well, we're going to say no news is good news. We still have a blackout. It's eight days of darkness <laughs> is what they're calling it. Um, not literal darkness, but we don't know what's going on with the Schumann Resonance over there. I think, I think it's a cat. <laughs> I think someone put a green olive... Did you know cats like green olives? I saw a movie, um, which was actually really hilarious. And in the movie, I'm not going to tell you, give it away, but this woman basically fed green olives to cats. We'll just put it that way. It's worth watching. But I think it was like something about Tuscany. Anyway, um, so yeah, uh, I think someone put a green olive on the equipment and a cat jumped on it and ate it (laughs) and ruined the equipment. Something happened over there. I don't know what, but all right, let's just go on. (laughs) Uh, HeartMath Institute at heartmath.org is where we go to find out the Schumann Resonance's power in six different cities. And according to the GCMS Magnetometer, the Schumann Resonance at the 2300 hour of Monday, September 12th, 2022, was Hofu, Saudi Arabia, and Hello, Louis, South Africa were both at zero hertz frequency. Number 7.83 is normal. And in California, they were at 108 hertz frequency. Lithuania was at 153 hertz frequency. Alberta, Canada was at 175 hertz frequency. And last but not least, Okay, it is the least, well, not the zero, but anyway, Northland, New Zealand was at 61 hertz frequency, and there you go. All right, I'm going to take a quick break, and when I come back, I'm going to be doing some channeling, and hopefully we're going to find out a little bit more about what's going on with uh, all the UFOs and all of the stuff going on in the Galactic Federation right after this itty-bitty musical ditty.
right, guys. So as you can tell, my voice is better. I'm not sneezing and sniffling and all that shit any longer. But the show is being released a lot later than I wanted it to. It's it, This is like 12 hours after when I was hoping to get the show out. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I ended up being very sick last night. And yet I kept asking, is this... You know, what is this? And I was having a little bit of the Ascension flu and it's a little bit there still, um, the Ascension flu part, but I'm, uh, transmuting and transforming it. But what I discovered today, cause I told my, my, uh, daughter, she wrote me and, and said, uh, mom, uh, m- you know, our, you know, <laughs> basically my sibling, my brother is saying he thinks that we are cursed by somebody that's doing black magic against us. And I'm quite concerned about it. So then she went on to say, I think he's just joking. And I'm like, no, no, he's not. He doesn't joke about this kind of stuff. Maybe he laughed about it cause you don't believe it. But I, I, cause she tried to call me and I said, I can't talk. I literally, I woke up this morning. My throat was so swollen. I could not speak at all. And I'm like, someone's trying to control my throat chakra. So I'm going to check this out. Turns out there was a Nigerian, I'm going to say witch doctor, voodoo, hoodoo practitioner who listens to the show and got quite jealous. So if you are listening to this episode, yeah, you got me for eight hours. Enjoy your motherfucking karma, bitch, because I sent it back to you. 30,000 times 30,000. And I filled up that condom with love. All the shit you sent to me, I sent back to you. And I, and you tried to curse me. I sent all of your energy back and I amplified it 30,000 times 30,000. I am Azrael, the original archangel of death. I am whom God helps. How dare you try to stop me and stop my voice. And you cannot. I am more powerful than your measly ancestors and your little gods. My God is the God above all gods. I come at you with love. And I filled that condom up with love, guys. I filled it up with love. And may he die under the weight of his resistance to unity, consciousness, and love. And if he does not want to resist it, may he come out of it with pure love, with a new understanding and a pure heart that he may never ever dare to curse another of God's creatures again. So mote it be. That's what I said. And I'm going to tell you guys, I woke up with the inability to speak. I could barely, I was like, "Eh, eh, eh, eh." and I spoke those words and I spoke them unable to barely speak them, but it was enough to barely get it out. Within 30 motherfucking seconds, my voice was as clear as a fucking bell as it is right now. And oh my God, (laughs) and by God, the real one true God is going to get everybody who dares cross his workers, his light workers who are out here, you and me who are out here trying to do good in the world, trying to bring out love, trying to bring out unity consciousness. 
trying to ascend to the fifth dimension and all those motherfuckers are trying to stop us, they will be crushed. They will no longer be able to function. So mote it be, or they will succumb to the love and they will be transformed in anew, made completely fresh. So mote it be. So my apologies for not getting the show out on time, but that's what was going on. And that's what's going on. (laughs) Oh shit. So yeah, can you see the difference in my energy from the first half of the show till this half of the show? You can feel the difference in energy. And I don't know how the hell these people are getting through uh, with, I mean, they're probably calling upon all of their fucking ancestors. They're trying to work against me, but why, if they don't like my fucking show, don't listen to my fucking show. God told me this is a listener that has never contacted me who felt fucking jealous with his own fucking ego. So I'm sorry, motherfucker. You're out. I'm taking you out right now. You do not have the authority over me because I am a spokesperson for God himself. I and my father are one. I am the Christ made manifest. I am pulling that Christ made manifest energy into me. That is God's love in the flesh inside my body. And every day I exemplify it more and more. And every day when anyone tries to do anything against me, it's going to come back on them. Not three times three, not 30 times 30, not even 3000 times 3000, but 30,000 times 30,000. This is the end of the motherfucking world guys. I'm not fucking playing anymore. I used to do three times three, you know, just get them a little bit of karma. So they know what they did. No, this fucker, he's probably going to be crippled. Maybe he won't be able to speak any longer. He's definitely not going to be able to put my name in his fucking mouth anymore. That shit is over. God, please take that my name out of his mouth forever. My archangel name and my actual name. In fact, when he says, tries to say my name, let him choke on his own spit. 30,000 times 30,000. So mote it be. You put my name in your mouth in a bad way. It'll be the last thing you fucking say until you change who you are from the inside out. Fight your way out of that, that plastic bag of love, motherfucker. (laughs) I am hoping this person smells like rubber for a good long time. (laughs) I mean, this shit is, and oh my God, someone just tried to call me from Nigeria with the two, three, four number. Sorry, bitch. I ain't taking that call. (laughs) Oh, shit. Howdy. That's kind of funny. Funny timing. Oh, it's 7.33 on the timer, baby. Oh, shit. I'm sorry that I even have to bring this up on the show. When I'm going to channel the Arcturian Council of Nine. But, I mean, look, I'm out here doing God's work directly from the one true will himself. 
I am his spokesperson. I am one of them. I'm one of many. I'm not the only one. I'm not a prophet, even though Jesus himself called me a prophet while he was alive and walking on this earth. It's in the Akashic records in the um, Aquarian gospel of Jesus the Christ. If you want to read it or listen to the one of 31 episodes I did on this book going line by line to see which Akashic record was read correctly and which one was read incorrectly because I'm trying to set the record straight for my brother Yeshua. And also just so you can see how people can misread shit. I can misread shit, but God corrects me and I will correct it forever. I don't have an ego about it. I don't care. I just want the truth to be out there. I just want love to be out there. This is time for unity consciousness. This is not time to talk shit about other people. This is not time to send curses to other people because you have a little petty ego that's jealous. This is not a time to do anything negative against anyone else. This is a time to examine yourself, repent for all the sins that you have done and all the negative things that you have done. This is a time guys, this is the end of the fucking world. This might be the last week we have together. I don't know. Only God himself knows. I'm going to tell you right now though, um, it's possible we're all going to be popped up into the fifth dimension soon. And then all the negative stuff will stop completely. And, uh, if that happens, I may not come back. This might be my last week doing metaphysical soul speak the podcast. I'm not sure Friday might tomorrow might be my last day. I'm not sure. I mean, I was thinking about it and God said, well, it's possible if everyone pops up into the fifth dimension, that's what my point of this entire show was to do was to help people. Those of you who are ready to hear the information I'm doing the show so that we can take a journey together to all move ourselves up into the fifth dimension. Iron sharpens iron. Those of you that have contacted me have made me better. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. And those of you, um, who needed my help and I have pulled you up with me. I know you're grateful and I'm grateful for you because you made me better. Thank you. The God within you is pure and holy. The God within you, even in that witch doctor, even that fucker that just tried to call me a second ago, the God within those people is pure and holy and pure love and pure truth. What is coming through the negative shit that's coming through is our own ego. So I just wanted to point that out before we get into the channeling. So I'm going to take a a quick break again. And when I come back, I will have changed my energy completely and embodied the energy of the Arcturian council. Hold on a moment. Just for the record, that was pretty funny that, um, right when I'm saying the word Nigerian, somebody with a two, three, four, number fucking try to call me. <laughs> I never gave my number to Nigerians. So it's, I'm on a list somewhere, you know, and I don't even get calls from Nigerians. Often I got a call from, or a text message from somebody saying they're from Singapore, but they live in Miami, but they're calling me from an Arizona number. It's like, 
yeah, you're a liar. I'm like, I don't think so. Oh, I'm an Asian and I'm too stupid to, you know, uh, know anything about phone numbers and I wrote it down wrong. No, I don't believe this. Like, and I've gotten probably six to eight times. This has happened to me where somebody's from Singapore. They're from China. They're from, um, and it's a Thailand, all of the Asian countries, they're claiming they're Asian and they're claiming that they got their name, you know, the number wrong. And they're trying to contact Anna, which is almost my name. Right. So I think it's a scam. I don't think that Asian people are doing this and maybe they are, I don't know, but you know, and I also don't believe that there's too many of these numbers coming through. So I don't know. I just want to warn you guys off of it. If someone says I'm from Singapore and I wrote the number down wrong, or I'm from Thailand and I wrote the number down wrong and I'm living in New York or Miami and I have this fabulous life and I'm doing, you know, crypto, you know, that was another one. Uh, Two or three people said, I'm doing crypto. Are you doing crypto? I'm like, no, I don't want anything to do with that. You know, it's just like, (laughs) you know, it's just like, I don't know guys, this is the scammers are out in full force. So I just wanted to bring you up you know, up to speed on that too. I've mentioned on the show before, but just in case anyway, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's like, Oh, like, I just don't know. My assistant did it wrong. You know, like blaming the assistant or blaming themselves, or maybe it's just my language and it was a barrier and I didn't understand, you know, it's like, no, I don't believe any of that. Mm-mm. I don't believe any of it. it. It's just a lie. It's just a lie. You know, and by, and for the record, I don't think Asian people are stupid, but I have had people say that about themselves. And that's just a part of the, oh, feel sorry for me because da da da, you know, and it's like, "Mm, yeah, I see the scam. I always just tell them, oh, well, I'm sorry that that was a mistake. Have a good life, you know, and then I don't engage them any further. Sorry, I have to work now. Talk to you later. (laughs) You know, it's just like, I don't know what that's about. But it didn't happen before I started the show. And it has started more in the past year to two years. I would say in the last year, year and a half. So I don't know if it's just that there's more scammers in general out possibly, or if they're just targeting me more because I got on a list somewhere. I don't know. Pissed off the wrong witch doctor and now they're (laughs) selling my number down the river. I don't know. I don't get it. But... Anyway, I just don't answer or engage any longer. In fact, I'm going to turn off my, um, I have to turn off my, uh, notifications. So it doesn't bother our, uh, channeling here, which will probably be about a 30 minute channeling with Arcturian cancel. All right. Now that I got that done, <laughs> I had already changed my energy. Um, I saw another right after I refused to answer that call. Um, just a couple minutes before I restarted this up again, a, I saw the image of witch doctor coming at me. I flipped him off, asked God to take care of him for me. You ain't coming after me. You're not going to come after me. I'm not so stupid as to not recognize an energy that's foreign to my own. It just is the way it is. It's like, dude, I, I'm probably going to have to just surround that entire country with a fucking condom. <laughs> oh, wouldn't it be great if the Nigerians all ascended before the rest of us because I did that? I would laugh. I would be so happy for them, honestly, because at the core of their beings, at the core of everyone's being, you know, is, is pure love and light and truth and if they could just give in to that and stop trying to scam other people, 
Um, and I'm not, and I'm not just picking on them specifically. I'm not saying specifically Nigerian. It's just that like this number two, three, four is literally from Nigeria. I have 15% of the people following me on, um, Instagram are Nigerian from Laos. I, is it not Laos? Laos. I don't know. Anyway, it, it said, it said the city and then it said the country Nigeria. So, <laughs> so I'm just like, okay, you know, like I said, I got on a list somewhere and I know there's scammers from India. They've tried to get me as well. Um, those are the two countries that have more scammers per capita than others. So I'm not just picking on one country over another. And I love everyone on the earth, even, even the scammers, you know, they're just, um, asleep spiritually and they just need to wake up. So maybe I'll just do something to wake up that country a little bit more. Um, I just want the people to be good. You know, I want everyone to be good and, and happy and, and, and filled with the love and filled with the Holy breath, you know, the divine mother energy and the, and the divine father energy. And I want everyone to be on their true divine nature path. And that's my ultimate goal for everybody no matter who they are, what they look like or where they're from or what religion they are or, you know, gender they are or, you know, sexuality or whatever. I want everybody on the planet to be filled with that love and that purity. And that's all I've ever been about. And, um, it's just weird to me that like these specifically, these specific people, somebody contacted me with the picture of a dead pig with a knife through its head and covered in blood, they, they started following me. I forced them to unfollow me, reported their image and then blocked. And, and, you know, I took them out of my life completely, but I reported their image and Instagram refused to do anything about it. So I had to report their image again. And I don't know, I didn't check their new report. They came in this morning. Like, yeah, you need to remove this. This is animal abuse and cruelty. And it should not have been, you know, true voodoo practitioners do not show their magic in pictures to others, you know, when they're following like the rules of it, (laughs) you know, so this person's probably a faker, but, um, or they just don't know the rules or, you know, they weren't taught correctly anyway. and, And all of that, you don't need to hurt or kill animals to do magic. I don't. (laughs) did you hear that (laughs) there you go when you speak the truth and a noise comes through like that that was a horn that was like a fire engine horn like warning (laughs) anyway I just saw 1833 that might be angel numbers for you (laughs) anyway we have enough time to do 30 to 35 minutes so we're going to go ahead and channel uh, the Arcturian Council of Nine. Now, am I connected to the Arcturian Council? I knew I was since last night. So, muscle testing says yes. Okay, Arcturian Council of Nine. <clears throat> I want to ask you specifically about the UFOs around the planet. I would like for you guys to, you could give your own message that you planned to give us, but I also want you to please address the Galactic Federation of Light and what they're doing on the planet right now and the ufos that are coming down to the tree line i have seen several videos of this what they promised they were going to do they haven't landed yet so if you are turning council if you guys know when they are going to be landing if you have any in information if you're privy to the information please allow us also to be privy to it um 
And is there anything that we need to be doing to help ourselves a little faster on this path to pop up into the fifth dimension? And uh, if you have any information about what the fifth dimension will be like for us um, after we get there, because we don't know. We don't know what we don't know (laughs) because we're not fully there. I know I've got like one foot in a 3D and one foot in a 5D, but what's a 5D going to be like? Can we interact with our uh, stuff? Can we, you know, my friend Brock, he's in the fifth dimension. When he contacts me, he's sent me several videos where he's invisible almost. He's like half see-through. You can still see him, but he can stand in front of a candle or a light and you can see the candle and the light right through his body. It's trippy as hell. He's already in the fifth dimension. So he's already been activated on every level. And, um, I know I've been asking for my activations. I don't know if I'm, I don't think I'm see-through. <laughs> I can't see through myself. And I don't think that we can see through ourselves because it's quite a freaky thing. And I feel like even if we're in the fifth dimension, can, will we be able to see through ourselves? Will we be able to see through other people? And I don't mean through their lies and deceit and deception and negative, you know, affrontery. I mean, can we see through their physical body? So these are my questions to you, Arturian Council of Nine. I'm going to start the transmission and allow you guys to speak on these things and others. If, you know, so pick and choose what you want. If you can answer them all, all the better for all of us. So that's it. 2121 on the timer guys. <laughs> so, uh, there's another archangel number or angel number for you. Another message. All right, here you go. So, uh, there we go. Um, gonna take a couple deep breaths and say, begin transmission now guys. <sighs> All right, begin transmission. Yes, greetings. We are the Arcturian Council of Nine. We are pleased to be coming to you today on this fine day from the uh, ninth dimension and also as representatives of the Galactic Federation and the Galactic Federation of Light. We are Yes, indeed, a part of the Galactic Federation in both capacities. When we say of light, of course, this means your galaxy, which is the Milky Way, and it's quite bright, so this is why we say of light. And when we say the Galactic Federation, this is uh, representative of all of the different galaxies and other parts of the universe we won't say quadrants as your uh as your star trek says because it's more than four quadrants it is so vast you cannot begin as humans with your minds to understand the vastness of it in fact even from the ninth dimension looking down on the other dimensions because we can and do have the ability to peer through all the way to the third dimension we cannot even in our capacity as energy to look down and and look around in the universe we cannot with our capacity to even fathom the expansiveness of the universe ourselves We can only tell you what we have from our perspective. We can only show you our ideas from our perspective, but we ourselves do not even have the 
capacity to know all that is in this universe, let alone know all that is in the mind of God. So we do from our perspective, know what the galactic federation and the galactic federation of light are all about, but only from our limited interaction. So we want to let you know that we will give you the information from our energy, from our experience, and you may decide for yourself what you hear from other members of this Galactic Federation and the Galactic Federation of Light. So as we see it, the Galactic Federation of Light is a group of individuals from many different sources, from many different planets and dimensions, interdimensionals, as many of you call us. And we are in various types of bodies. We've, we've got the Lyrans and the Pleiadians and the Andromedans, and of course us, the Arcturians. And we also have other groups. We have the Orions and the Syrians, and we have other groups that maybe you have never heard of. We do have Mintonkins, and we have other, uh, many, many, many others that you are not aware of yet, as of yet. But we are all here working in a capacity on a mission of love and on a mission of peace to bring to you a higher vibrational experience, a more expansive experience. And we are here to bring you brighter colors, more pure sounds and thoughts of clarity. This is what we hope for you. And this is what we know as you progress through the stages of going into the fifth dimension. These are what, these are, uh, items on our agenda, as well as what your experiences shall be. We hope that this is your experience, that your mind will be more clear, that your body will be more healthy. Your body will remain the same age it is as you pass into the fifth dimension and you shall no longer age. You can change your body, reverse your aging, but you don't have to get any older after you're fully in the fifth dimension. This will become a personal choice rather than a set in stone, or as you say, set in your telomeres or in your DNA, (laughs) this will no longer be a thing. Your physical human DNA will cease to be your higher dimensional DNA will take over. You will no longer have two strands, but 12 strands. And in some cases, 13 strands of DNA on the ethereal level embodying you so that you may express who you are truly as an individual living from the divine self. We wish for you to be feminine and masculine in the capacity at which you wish to be this. And when we say this, we mean the divine feminine and the divine masculine. We wish for you to understand that you are both, you have both, and you may express either or, or both, or all of the above, whatever you wish to express, you will express. You will be able to change the shape of your face, the shape of your body and the way that you appear to others and the way that you appear to yourself. 
when you get to the fifth dimension, you will be able to refrain from eating. If you don't wish to eat any longer, you may choose to eat many people on the, um, Ashtar command shifts continue to still engage in eating activities because apparently they enjoy the camaraderie that comes forth in sharing a meal together. This is something that the Pleiadians had uh, for hundreds of thousands, if not millions of years before they ascended to the fifth dimension and they continue the tradition as a tradition and much less as a point of nutrition. (laughs) I don't know, guys, this is me, Elena, laughing. That's like hilarious to me. (laughs) Tradition, not nutrition. (laughs) Oh, do you see it from my perspective, Arcturian Council? Oh, yes, we do. We find that quite amusing now that we see it from a different perspective. That is quite funny. We were trying to be very factual, and yes, we do see the humor in it now a little bit more. So yes, uh, we don't have bodies. We are in the ninth dimension and many Arcturians are still in the fifth dimension. We are in various stages. Many Arcturians are in the process of going to the seventh and many in the seventh are in the process of going to the ninth dimension. And we have an ongoing spirituality that allows us to choose where we wish to be. And then we have goals that we set for ourselves, but in a much different way than humans on earth set goals. We don't have alarm clocks as it were. We are outside of time. You have uh, been ruled by time much of your life, all of your lives. And when you are in the fifth dimension, you will find out that time is not as important. When you become a timeless creature, you find that time is no longer a necessity. You will notice the passage of day and night as you do now, but it will be much less important because you know that you can live a lot longer now. When you get to that level, you will be able, if you wish, to live thousands of years. So projects that you are worried about and you have a deadline for won't feel as pressurized. You will not feel as pressurized. You will not feel the pressure cooker energy that some of you have expressed. I feel like I'm on a, on a, I'm on a deadline. You won't have a deadline anymore. This new life for you will be a lifeline instead. Ha, we can do puns too. We do love each and every one of you, and we are so grateful to know your energy. We also love you as a whole, and we see you as a whole as well, because we can see your collective energy. We can see the blending of that, and we see that much of you are blending with much more of you, if this makes sense to you. We can see that you are, in a way, uh, becoming more harmonious And we can hear sound frequencies of your individual persons. And we can see how you are both, not both, I'm sorry. You are, oh yeah, I guess they were trying to say both. Okay, sorry. I was thinking they were going somewhere else with that and they weren't. Sorry about that, guys. Um, We can see how you are both harmonizing in a blended color from your auras. But we can also see 
And also we can see you are blending together with the sound frequencies of your hearts. Many of you are raising your frequency and raising your vibrations. We see that your energies are blending and you are coming together on a soul level with other points of light on other parts of your planet. And we see that there is a joining together in harmonic union from the sound perspective, from the energy perspective, from the color aura perspective, from many different points. We see, for example, if we see lavender or purple as an aura in one place, we will see lavender and purple as an aura in another place, maybe Australia, maybe Canada. And we see that on the upper portions of your earth, those energies are blending and all of the purples are combining. All of the lavenders are combining. Then we see the lavenders and the purples combining with each other to create a deeper, richer color, which is a union and a harmony. This is how we are experiencing your world from our ninth dimensional perspective. Now, from your perspective, maybe you think I just met a cool new friend in Australia, even though I live in, in Canada. And isn't it wonderful that we can be in agreement and in accord with something? And isn't it wonderful that we can share love for each other, though we have never met, we have never hugged or held hands or looked into each other's eyes. From your perspective, you can see that you are meeting your tribe. The high vibe tribe, we have heard some people call it. And it is wonderful that you are meeting your people as it were. But what we see from our perspective is that many of you are combining with like colors. Emerald greens are finding other emerald greens and the emerald greens might be meeting the lime greens and they might be meeting the forest greens and all the greens are blending together in a harmonious, swirly, beautiful color of green. So we see the purples gain together. We see the greens gain together. We see the reds gain together and they're even blending with the oranges. <laughs> and this might sound strange to you, but this is our experience of your world. And it's a totally different way of looking at it. And we are happy to announce that we see that there's much more harmony, much more agreement, much more love in your world in spite of the people that would like to continue to throw negative monkey wrenches into your plans of living in a harmonious union way. But what many of you, and we are proud to announce this as well, we are happy to say what many of you are doing is you are seeing the monkey wrenches and you're raising them love. If you want to have a poker reference, yes, we know about your games as well. <laughs> they throw a monkey wrench your way and you throw it back and you see, you see that monkey wrench with a monkey wrench of love, or maybe just with a monkey of love and you throw away the wrench. You don't need, you know, their tool to make your life better. You send it back and you send them love and you bring that love and that harmony back into your aura quite quickly. We notice that many of you are recovering quite quickly in these last and final days, we believe of the third dimension. We believe it is <clears throat> for the most part, the last parts of the third dimension for humans and the existence of humans on earth 
in it. We are noticing that many of you just shrug it off or you laugh or you don't say anything and you just go, okay, whatever. That's how you want to believe. We'll let you sit in your own uh, negativity and your own dark, damp energy. That's where you wish to be. But we're going to move on in the light. Enjoy the dark because that's where you want to be. And a lot of you we notice are just kind of rolling through life. And we like that saying of water rolling off of a duck's back because that's how we see many of you now handling the harder situations. When people call you a slur that is negative or a slam against you as a person on an egotistical level, your ego just says, I don't have time to be bothered. And we notice that this is happening to a much greater extent and a much better uh, capacity than ever before in the history of your people. So we hope that this is helping, uh, as far as, um, knowing where you are and wondering where you are and wondering where other people are at. We we're hoping that this does help those of you who have been asking these questions of yourself or of others or having conversations about them. Cause yes, we sometimes listen in. Sometimes we eavesdrop on your conversations. They're quite fascinating to us. Those of you who are in the spiritual way and you're wondering how are these people able to survive? How are they going to survive? If that's all they're thinking about is commenting negatively about your clothes or your hair or your body or the way that you show up in the world. How is it that they are pointing out your sexuality to you when you already know your own sexuality? How is it that they're making your business their business and they're not minding their own store? We have talked amongst ourselves about this and we have watched you talk to your friends about it. It's incredulous to you at this very late hour. Why are they still not inside their own store, minding their own business? Why is it? Why is it that they think it's their business to go out of their way and out of their store to get into yours and to tell you how to run your life? And we think it's quite comical because in our capacity, we don't do that. We don't go, Hey, you blue energy. Why are you not purple? It's, it's insane to us to think of it like that. Hey, you orange, you should try to be more yellow. Hey, red, how come you're not more green? It doesn't make any sense to us because we're just embodying a frequency and a vibration and together we create a rainbow. And we love that rainbow. And we think that how silly it is to want to limit all the colors in, in, in mush and mash and mix them into one color. Do these people that throw out their negative black monkey wrenches wish everyone to have only black or only white or only gray? Do they wish everybody to be only brown or are they in some way hoping that everybody ends up red and angry the way that they are. It's really strange to us. We don't understand from our perspective why people want to control others and why do they only want one color on your planet? Because we see you as colors. We see your auras. And we think, well, that person might have green and blue. That person might have purple and, and turquoise and maybe a little bit emerald green in there. 
And that person over there has a lot of white and a lot of gold. And we see this and we think this is so beautiful. But we do have the ability to see that the greens are getting together with the greens and the purples are getting together with the purples. And we also notice that when this is happening, the purples are not trying to make the greens purple and the greens are not trying to make the purples green. (laughs) Hopefully this makes sense for you, but we see that those of you who are finding your vibe tribe, those of you who are bringing the light to a more clear perspective and clear capacity are shining that light so bright that other people with the same light are shining that light with you and you're staying in your own lane. That's another thing we've heard people say recently, stay in your own lane. And we notice that you are staying in your own lane and you're working on your own path. You're working on your own self. We see that the shadow parts of you are being healed and transformed, spoken of and fixed versus being shoved to the wayside. We do see that many of you are walking the walk and talking the talk. Cause yes, we love those earth uh, categories of speaking categories of speaking. What do you mean by that? And they're saying, wait, that's not the right word. No, not ca- It's not a category it, from your perspective. It's category of speaking. Yes. From us. So it's, um, we call them cliches. Ah, they don't know this word cliche or they're, they're sayings that are so popular and are so embedded in our psyche that it becomes cliche, which means it, it, it's like everybody knows it and it becomes kind of like, Oh yeah, I've heard that one before. Ah, see, it's all new to them. So they're like, not, it's not new to them yeah, or like it's new to them. So I think. Yes, we understand now. And we know this, there are some new ones and some old ones, ones we've heard for a long time and ones that are new, but everyone seems to pick up on them and start to say them. Yes, exactly. So now they're, they're gaining. Oh, okay. <laughs> and we call that gain a clue, which is also a cliche. <laughs> and they're saying, yes, yes, we get this now. We do understand this. So we wanted to talk about the colors and the lights and the sounds and how we do see that you are changing and growing and learning. And we do see that the vibration of your planet and the idea that you are taking in more light. And when we look at the white light quotient on your planet, we would like to say it is about 81% now, and it's almost to the tipping point. In fact, we dare say it's 81.5%. You're so close to being at that 82% capacity that was mentioned before. See, they listen to the show. <laughs> Indeed we do. They say, so we need 82% minimum for people to all like for the, and what this is guys, this is me, Elena talking. Uh, when we have 82%, that's going to wake up the rest of the people on the planet. And when we get to what percent are touring council, what, and you know, from your perspective, what percent do we need for everyone to hop up to the fifth dimension? Oh, they're saying, wow. They're like, they're kind of, they don't have heads to shake, but they're sending me the energy of head shaking. Like, no. All right, go ahead. Uh, no, that's not how that's going to work. Um, when you have 82% light quotient on your planet, that means more people are going to wake up and more people have the opportunity. But what we believe is when 87% are wake are awakened 
at least have a spiritual awakening. We see that maybe up to 75% of you will hop up to the fifth dimension and probably 25% will be left to the wayside and they will either die or they will be transformed into pure energy and they will cease to exist. They're saying 35% might currently be in that category, but out of those, they're thinking 10% might be somewhat redeemed, but the 10% will go to, um, they'll be transported to another planet. They're saying where they won't even know what happened. They will just have the memories as if they've been on that planet all along. You know, so some might have a Mandela effect, but they are thinking their consciousness isn't well enough to understand what's happening on, you know, they're not multidimensional thinking yet. They'll have like a little bit of a spiritual understanding, a little bit of a consciousness and okay. They're saying the lowest of the low on your planet in as far as consciousness or a spiritual awakening, the people who are barely there, their spiritual awakening is going to look quite different than yours. Whereas yours might be your awakening up to your multidimensional selves. You're going to start uh, feeling your own soul. You'll embody your own soul and you're going to feel energy pouring into you and you'll be aware of the masters of light surrounding you. And you'll be aware when an angel walks in to the room or a fairy or other being comes in you know it, you feel it, you sense it. That is a higher vibrational experience of energy. And what we see is that these people with the very lowest vibrations on the planet right now, their level of spiritual awakening will be, maybe I should share my sandwich with somebody who doesn't have a sandwich. It's a very small step. They are very slow in coming around to spirituality. These are people that think they need to steal to survive. And they might have an energy of maybe I don't want to steal anymore. They're saying they want me to, to put a condom around the, the country of Nigeria because there's a lot of people over there whose culture it is to steal. And they think it would be great fun to see if I give them a lot of love and an infusion of love and light, maybe, maybe their consciousness will say, maybe I don't wish to scam others anymore. Maybe I do need to stay in my own lane and work on myself. Maybe I do need to work a traditional job and help my mother and my aunt and my grandma out. That's what they're thinking. They're like, and in fact, if you put that love and light out to the whole world, not just one country, but all of the countries, maybe the lower level, um, vibrational people will come up a little bit and start having consciousness of maybe I don't need to squash every bug in sight. Maybe I can move some of the snails off the sidewalk. Maybe I can move some of the worms off the sidewalk. Maybe I can have wisdom and understanding and create a vibration. He's and they're saying, no, that that's not going to happen at that level. They're saying people at mid capacity are starting to think maybe I don't need to kill every bug in sight. They're saying people, they're like 50% light quotient are thinking, well, maybe, maybe consciousness exists in creatures. He, they're saying that people about 52% will like quotient are saying, uh, 
Maybe dogs and cats can feel emotion. <laughs> they're, they're saying you have no idea how fast the consciousness jumps up when you get to the higher vibrational. When you're 72% light quotient, you know that dogs and cats can feel. You know that it's wrong to steal. You don't do anything any longer consciously against your fellow man. But you still might yell at them. You still might give them guff. They're saying they like that word. They like the way it sounds, guff. They say it sounds like a puff of air. But with gall. (laughs) Guff. Yeah, I like that. So, okay. So, okay, before we... Okay, so is that an... I think you've gotten the point across on that. We want to ask about the landing of the ships. That is something that everyone has asked me and they want to know what's going on at the galactic federation of light. What's going on at the galactic federation? What's going on with them? The galactic fed what's going on. (laughs) So yes, we have attended the meetings and we are trying to tune in now to what they are planning and doing from the Pleiadian perspective the Lyrans, um, a lot of them are here in the capacity of uh, energy forms. They're in the fifth dimension, right beside some of you, guiding and protecting and giving you love and light. They're already here, so they don't need to land in ships because they're here from other uh, energies. Some are from the seventh dimension coming down, and some are from the fifth dimension, but they're out of body. And some of them are in the forms of cats, even the big cats that are uh, some of the pumas that are living with humans, uh, big, big cats are living with humans. They're showing humans that we do have the capacity to love. A lot of those are Lyrans that used to be human in humanoid form. And so some of them are actually here and some of them are not. The Andromedans do show up in their spaceships. The... I'm getting a call. <laughs> okay. Uh, so the uh, Andromedans are showing up in their spaceships. The, uh, what are they saying? Uh, they're trying to show me someone else. Uh, who is this? I don't think I know this group. And they're showing me, oh, oh, I see. Okay. And the mantis, the insectoids, uh, they're very, very highly spiritual and developed. They're showing up in high vibrational capacity with the tall whites. They're beaming their ethereal body to those of you who are able to listen. And so they are landing in other ways that you're not um, considering because a lot of you want the physical ships on physical land to show the people who are muck and mired in the physical world, in the material world, you want them to wake up. And that is going to happen and that is happening. But we want you to know that in the other realms they're coming to you already the mantis come to help you pray more effectively they try to help you uh see the vibrationally highest route to take in your thoughts about yourself in your thoughts about others the uh, tall whites come in observance and to send you pure white love and when you come to um the Pleiadians. And this is the one that everyone is worried about the most (laughs) with all the ships around the planet. They are planning to all land at once, not just one or two. They're planning now they were going to do one or two here and there. And they've decided 
to wait a little longer and they're coming down to the tree line when they land they're going to land at once muscle testing says i'm getting that right <laughs> they're going to land at once and they're going to stay for one hour and when they do that they're making contact with the earth itself and they're going to infuse the earth itself with love and light which will give the love and light energy to those who are ready to receive it and then they will leave and three days later they will do this again that's the plan they may change the plan but that is from what we see from our perspective from what our Arcturian brothers and sisters from the fifth dimension are telling us that's pretty much and the Arcturians are they going to land the fifth dimensionals yes they are going to be a part of that as well they will have different ships they will appear blue they have blue skin and they look like the gray hominid aliens that have been to your planet but they have blue and they have um they're saying really wild outfits <laughs> compared to our clothes it's wild outfits a lot of people are going to like their fashion they're going to be wild they're showing me purples and greens and lavenders and they're showing me it's like kind of a shimmery wild kind of energy with um what looks like a fur collar but it's not fur they're saying no they're like plants that grow in the fifth dimension that look like fur and they're living plants they're not dead they don't pluck them they um grow them from their clothes whoa that's really trippy whoa they're showing me like soil in the pocket the energy of like what soil would be and then they and then it grows up around and so when they say wild they mean like wild nature plants i never expected that to come out of their well not mouths but out of their energy <laughs> they're laughing they're like the, the idea of them having mouths is hilarious to them <laughs> so they're showing me that and they're showing me that they hold crystals they have crystals that um some of them are crystals that they formed with their own energy and so some of their crystals are very personal and they hold their memories they hold their thoughts they hold um all the positive energy of them and they cannot hold any negative thoughts that they may or may not come across. So that is like their own record of themselves. And then some of them hold um, an energy of a crystal over their uh, chest or, or like their heart energy. And that is when they feel love, love is beamed out through that. And they do have other crystals. Sometimes they wear in the back of their neck that will absorb any negativity that people send their way that have a lower vibration. And then that energy, they take that off and they vibrate it out through singing and chanting. Holy shit, guys. As soon as I said that, a massive bird just went by my window. Massive eagle. Whoa. Was that an eagle? Yeah. Whoa. And it showed and it went in a counterclockwise direction, which means undoing negativity. Okay. You can't make this shit up. I wish I had a video of that bird. It didn't come back. It just went once. Whoa. That just blew my mind and eagles rise above. That is a very high vibrational bird. You guys can look it up in spiritual meanings. I may look it up for Thursday's show. All right. So anything else before we go? We just have a few minutes left, guys.
We want you to know that we love you beyond compare, maybe not beyond the compare of God himself, the divine, the source, but we love you so much. This is why we're here constantly giving you love and advice. We hope that you take away from this talk, the highest vibrational energies with you. Anytime you need us, we are here for you. Anytime you need us, just ask Arcturian Council. You could just say Arcturians, help us. The fifth dimensional Arcturians will bring you your ethereal body to their ships. And then when your ethereal body comes back to your physical body, you will get healing in your body. There is an ascension seat in the Arcturian ships. You may say, hey, God, please send my ethereal body to the ascension seat in the Arcturian ships. And and an Arcturian ship will come your way. You'll sit on the ascension seat and it will bring more light quotient to your body. You light energy to your body. You will feel fabulous and inexplicably filled with love when your ethereal body comes back. You could say, send my body for an hour and you're going to feel an infusion of love and light and high vibrational energy. And this is what we wish for you always. We are the Arcturian Council. It has been a great pleasure to speak with you today. Thank you so much. You're doing great. And we cannot wait to see how it all turns out. Our love, our light, and our help is always here for you. And they're saying like, kind of peace out. They're kind of showing me a peace energy. And they're bowing in their energy. They're showing me the fifth dimensional Arcturians bowing that they're showing me an image of that because they only, they appear to me as like red and orange and yellow and all the different colors, you know, blue and purple. So they're just kind of nodding that energy my way. I love you guys. Thank you. And transmission now. All right, guys, I hope that you've enjoyed this very wild episode <laughs> metaphysical soul speak the podcast this is about as wild as it gets on the show boy i mean what did we have we had a ghost we had a, a witch doctor attack we had arcturians <laughs> we heard about all the different kinds of ets that are helping us right now the galactic feds we <laughs> oh goodness gracious and i told you how to reverse a curse <laughs> And I showed you how I healed myself with my own words. And you can too. I love each and every one of you. Thank you for being on the spiritual journey. I will be back later with all unique and original programming, just like always. That's it for now. Uh, Contact me about anything at mermaidgirl888. If you're a witch doctor from Nigeria, don't even fucking bother. (laughs) Please, I don't want to hear from you. I don't want a fucking reading. (laughs) But I do love you. The God in me blesses the God in you. I bless you and I bless you and I bless you forever. Amen. As I'm radiating love, I'm signing off with peace and love (laughs) and the high vibration of the holy fifth dimension until next time guys peace
Hey guys, I've been making episodes of Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast, for a while now, and many of you have contacted me wondering just how you can support me and my podcast. Well, I have two solutions for this question. Number one is to become a listener supporter in which you go to the Anchor app, locate my channel, and sign up anywhere from 99 cents to $9.99 monthly, and you can stop anytime. Or number two is to make a one-time donation of any amount via Zelle, bank to bank, or through PayPal using my email, mermaidgirl888 at gmail.com, also located in the show description. Now with this option, you aren't uh, obligated monthly in any way, and you're also not limited. Thank you all so much in advance for your support. Let's keep metaphysical soul speak on the air and onward and upward to the fifth dimension together, guys. Thank you.